Hey everyone, welcome to episode 12 of Sky High Sports and Entertainment. And in the spirit of 12, aka a dozen, I am going to be doing two lists of a half dozen. So first, I'm going to focus on the top six NBA playoff series out of the eight series going on right now that you should be paying attention to. And then I'm going to go over the top six upcoming shows and or movies of May because it's hard to believe but we are almost at the end of April here. So let's get started. First off, we have the top six NBA playoff series. First off at number six, I am going to go with the Denver Nuggets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, first of all, we have three series where one team has not won a game yet. And this is one of those three series. We have the Hawks versus the Celtics, where the Celtics are up 2-0 and looking like they're pretty cleanly going to win that series. And then we also have the Sixers, who are up 3-0. No team in NBA history has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit, so it looks like they're going to win. But the reason I'm picking Denver versus Minnesota is that we're really witnessing the return of Jamal Murray scoring more than 40 points last night in the playoffs, reminiscent of his time in the bubble where he led the Nuggets with Nikola Jokic all the way to the Western Conference Finals. We also saw Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves score over 40 points yesterday, and he is a budding superstar. And then Carl Anthony Towns on the Timberwolves, a big man who can do it all one of the best shooting big men of all time actually and he's looking great as well Jokic putting up amazing numbers once again very well could be the MVP for a third straight year in a row it's going to be him or Embiid with Jokic playing great and Jamal Murray playing this way it's looking as though it'll be a clean sweep for Denver but regardless it's impressive that it was a close game uh in game two so we're going to see how that series shakes out in the end, but when you've got two players on each team who can put up 40 points in a game, that is definitely a series to watch. At number five, I'm going to go with the New York Knicks and the Cleveland Cavaliers, a very fun and surprising series where the Knicks actually pulled out the game one road win, primarily on the back of Jalen Brunson, who they got in the offseason that Dallas did not re-sign, that people made fun of the Knicks because they signed him as though he was some superstar player. But you know what? He's looking like a star in these playoffs, especially in game one. They really won that game on his back, hitting some clutch shots. And then on Cleveland, they pulled out an impressive game two win on the back primarily of Darius Garland showing up even more than Donovan Mitchell, who also looked good. Donovan Mitchell being the superstar, of course. And with that, the series is now tied one to one heading to New York. So New York has a chance to upset at the five seed. Cleveland being a great young team. And it's going to be really interesting to see who pulls this out. And I think that, you know, it doesn't have the star power of some of the other series, but it's a very exciting series at number five. I expect some big performances from Julius Randle in New York to watch out for. So this series, ultimately, it's tough to decide. But overall, I think that New York is a bit more of an experienced team who has more experience playing together and they stole one on the road. So I think that New York could legitimately win this series, but you got to love Evan Mobley. I covered him as college. His defense is fantastic. Throwing down some nasty dunks in the playoffs. 
And so Cleveland really with Garland and Mitchell as well could take this. It's one of the hardest to predict series, but ultimately at this point, I'm going to go with New York. I don't see the championship winner coming out of this series, but it's definitely a really fun series to watch because you don't know who will win. That being said, we are moving to our number four series, which is a 1-8 seed of Miami versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Miami stole game one on the road from the Bucks after Giannis was injured, but as an eight seed and doing it in Milwaukee, that was very impressive. Jimmy Butler looking like the superstar he always does in the playoffs, no matter how he plays in the regular season. He can show up and show out in the playoffs, and definitely the Bucks need Giannis back in Miami, but the Bucks did win without Giannis and pretty handily overall because Tyler Hero did get a serious hand injury, a broken hand. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Heat play without him. But I still think this is a solid team. And if anyone can pull off an eight seed upset, it's them having won game one, which historically uh, precedents a lot of teams that win game one, win the series in the NBA. So that's going to be one to watch for sure. Overall, I don't know. I think if Miami can get two games on the road, they could win the series, but you can't bet against Giannis. So yes, I am going with Giannis in the box for this one, but it's a very interesting series to watch. It could go to a game seven, and I think it's the most likely series to have a major upset in the entire playoffs. All right, now for the third best matchup it is the los angeles lakers versus the memphis grizzly the los angeles lakers won game one lebron james showed out anthony davis showed out and rui hachimura absolutely balled out a mid-season pickup so the lakers definitely look like a force to be reckoned with in these playoffs as a seven seed with the west being as wide open as it is but they did get beat in game two without jaw morant for the Grizzlies, their superstar showing how complete of a team the Grizzlies are, even without Morant. Um, so now we head back to Crypto.com Arena. I still like to call it the Staples Center in Los Angeles, where LeBron and Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis especially trying to rebound from a game where he didn't shoot very well, uh, trying to win that series and win two games over there. I still am picking the Lakers to win this series because they were able to beat Memphis at home in game one. And I expect the Lakers to win their two games at home. Then it's going to be tough for Memphis to overcome a 3-1 deficit. So I'm expecting the Lakers, but the Memphis Grizzlies have been putting up a good fight. But you really can't bet against LeBron James and Anthony Davis and these new look Lakers since they traded Russell Westbrook we will be talking about later because I think he has one of the most intriguing storylines of the playoffs. So yeah, the Lakers are looking really good and I think they're going to take this series. Our second most intriguing series is the Golden State Warriors versus the Sacramento Kings. All year, the Sacramento Kings have been getting disrespected, even though they've done so well, in part because they haven't made the playoffs since 2006. Now they have Coach of the Year, Mike Brown, Clutch Player of the Year, De'Aaron Fox, and they've won two games in the playoffs so far they are up 2-1 in the series against the Warriors De'Aaron Fox has really showed how special of a player he is 
People weren't watching them. They were not televised very much in the regular season, even though everyone heard they were doing well. I mean, the odds against them were ridiculous to win the whole thing compared to some other teams who had a much worse record than them. But now people are seeing that the Kings are the real deal. DeMontis Sabonis, but De'Aaron Fox in particular, and even Malik Monk has really, really impressed and shown why he won Clutch Player of the Year. And the Sacramento Kings have a tradition of lighting a beam with a bunch of lasers in it that shoots way up into the sky when they win. And now everyone has seen them light the beam and what is going on in Sacramento. And it's really, really exciting. They have a fantastic team. De'Aaron Fox had one of the best playoff debuts of all time. Second highest scoring ever behind Wilt Chamberlain. And uh, Golden State did win in game three after Draymond Green, up to his old antics, once again, stepped on DeMontis Sabonis, literally stomped on him. Even though Sabonis grabbed his ankle, uh, the step and then the reaction after of yelling at the crowd was, was not good the NBA suspended him so Draymond will be back uh but regardless regardless this Kings team looks like a force to be reckoned with and the Warriors are down 2-1 and they are the Golden State Warriors but I think that at the end of the day it might come down to home court advantage the Warriors are the Warriors they're a very special team but I still think that they might get upset due to their road woes and not being the home team in these playoffs. So I think that the Sacramento Kings are set to upset the Golden State Warriors, which brings me to the most intriguing series of the entire NBA playoffs, and that is the Phoenix Suns versus the Los Angeles Clippers and the renaissance of Russell Westbrook, who has really been leading the charge for the Clippers. Even though I say that Westbrook has been leading the charge for the Clippers, they won game one and lost their next two games, but Kawhi Leonard was out in game three. It's just an amazing series because you have so many Hall of Famers in this series. On the Phoenix Suns, you have Chris Paul and Kevin Durant who are a lock, and Devin Booker arguably could make the Hall of Fame with his prowess already, having gone to a finals and his incredible scoring, multi-levels, just like his hero Kobe Bryant. But they really are an incredible team to watch. And then on the side of the Clippers, you got three Hall of Famers as well in Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Russell Westbrook. So this series is loaded with star power. That game one was incredible. And especially because it was the Russell Westbrook experience of what he can do when he's not having a good shooting night. He went three of 19 in that game, but on the defensive end, uh, covering Kevin Durant and getting the rebounds at the appropriate time and making the right assist and making the right play and hustling and deflecting balls out of bounds and his defense and making free throws that were clutch at the end, even after having crucial turnovers or missed threes. It was awesome. It was classic sort of Westbrook and what everyone hates and loves about him all in the same game. One of the most polarizing players ever, but Mr. Triple Double, all-time leader in NBA history and an MVP. You can't deny his legacy uh and he was he was great in that game for someone who shot three of 19 for them to actually win and Kawhi scoring 38 points the two-time finals MVP with the Raptors and Spurs it was a fun game to watch and Kevin Durant was balling out and looking great as was Devin Booker and then in game two it wasn't the same but Westbrook's shooting picked up and he still looks good and guarding Kevin Durant 
But the Phoenix Suns and Devin Booker putting up these 40-point performances just look like too much to be reckoned with. And I've, I've always thought that they will go on to win the championship. I definitely like to see Westbrook play well. But without Paul George in this series, it's going to be top. And in Game 3, Kawhi Leonard gets injured again at an inopportune at an inopportune time, which was not good for the Los Angeles Clippers. But Russell Westbrook had a fantastic game and nearly led them to the victory, only losing by five points without Kawhi Leonard, which does give me a little bit of pause. Every game in this series is really close, really interesting to watch, and loaded with star power. I think the Suns will pull it out, but I think if Kawhi didn't sit out game three, it could have been a different story at uh, Crypto.com Arena, and the Clippers might have had a leg up in this series, having stolen one on the road. It's going to be one of the best series to watch, especially to see Russell Westbrook going up against his old teammate, Kevin Durant. They nearly won a championship together, up 3-1 on the Warriors, blew the lead. Warriors went on to the finals in 2016 that year. But regardless, it's an incredible series and a great watch, and you definitely got to tune in because the Phoenix Suns will likely end up winning the championship, but you got six hall of famers in this series even though paul george isn't on the floor so i guess five really but five on the floor almost at all times so definitely stay tuned to this series speaking of staying tuned we are now going to move into the entertainment half for a little bit of what's to come in may so at number six for what is most exciting, I'm going to go with Fast and Furious 10 because, yes, it is the 10th movie in the franchise. And some might even say what's exciting is that it is finally ending. This is supposed to be part one of a two-part finale for the series. Um, again, going to pay tribute to Paul Walker, who was a great addition and passed away. But, yes, the series is loaded on excess. And this time they got Jason Momoa around and Fast Cars. And one of my friends once said to me that if you want to understand America, go to Vegas for a week and watch all the Fast and Furious movies. Just talking about some of the excess sometimes. So uh, unfortunately, that only lands at number six. It is a major franchise. It is a big part of people's lives. Uh, Vin Diesel and Ludacris and The Rock. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun in the theaters for sure. But I don't think a lot of people will be too sad to see the series go because it's pretty impressive. It's actually gone on this long. So who knows? Maybe they can step it up with this one and it'll be some kind of amazing movie. But regardless, that is coming out in theaters in May and it's going to be uh, fun to go see for sure. All right. At number five here, we have The Little Mermaid starring Halle Bailey, who sounds a lot like Halle Berry. I always get the names confused, um, but she is starring as Little Mermaid and Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. And it looks really good. It's supposed to be two hours and 15 minutes. Many people grew up with the Little Mermaid, the original version released in 89. And uh, now they're doing the Disney live action treatment. And the live action treatment looks fantastic visually as far as the world that they're creating and the songs for the movie and Halle Bailey's singing is next level. She's part of a Grammy winning team of Chloe and Halle. So it's going to be really fun to watch and revisit that era and see the songs and see uh, Sebastian and Flounder and all of the characters in their live action form. I think Melissa McCarthy will probably be pretty hilarious as Ursula as well. So that's definitely going to be a really fun movie 
to go see. All right, at number four, we have the Yellow Jackets season finale coming up in May. I've talked about this show a lot. It's one of the best shows on TV and of this decade so far about a girls' high school soccer team crashes in the woods. And this season has been really, really crazy. Uh, one of the main characters, Ty, reunites with Van, who was her lover as a teenager, and they're now adults. So seeing that has been pretty amazing. Seeing Shauna's relationship with her daughter as her daughter finds out some of the heinous crimes that Shauna has committed. And of course, once you find out, you become an accomplice. So sort of seeing how Shauna's life played. And of course, Shauna's life is pregnant. And of course, Shauna is pregnant in the woods as a young teenager. So that is a hot take in as well, for sure, um, with it being winter and everything. And Misty, played by Christina Ritchie, has to be one of the craziest, one of the craziest characters on television. My goodness, she, uh, wow, has a lot of issues and is a very entertaining character to watch. Christina Ricci played a young Wednesday Adams in the movies and showed up again in the series. And now she's playing Misty, who was recently working with Elijah Wood, who's in this season, who played Frodo in Lord of the Rings. So it's been fun to see him. Lottie is back as an adult as well as somewhat of a cult leader, which was sort of the position she took when they were younger. And again, what's so amazing about this series is just the flash forwards between who they were as teenagers and who they are now as adults and how the past affects their trauma and how do they try to overcome that trauma and it's just extremely well done with a lot of mysteries secrets great characters and development because you see them as kids and teenagers and there's just lots of surprises lots of fun i think that the series finale is going to be a really amazing watch with lots of storylines coming into play. And of course, the main one being, what did they do to survive in the woods? How did they get out? And that's always fun to watch. At number three, we have Guardians of the Galaxy 3, the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy with some characters that we've grown to love, played by Zoe Saldana, Chris Pratt, Dave Batista, one of my favorite wrestlers growing up, Bradley Cooper, and Vin Diesel. I mean, what an unbelievable cast. I think it's very likely we may see the end of Rocket, played by Bradley Cooper. And uh, the movie is supposed to be absolutely amazing. And Batista is walking away after this. And who knows, we might see some of the characters. But this is a real farewell for them. And the trailers look incredible with the visuals and the emotion. The music is always fun in these movies. James Gunn, he did such a good job with Guardians of the Galaxy. He's been helmed to read the entire DC universe after his job with Marvel. But uh, regardless, it's going to be a fun time at the theaters. The movies with the Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one in particular, are some of the best superhero movies ever made. Most fun, best music, great humor, and I'm sure that that will be the same in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 with the emotional twist that it's going to be the end of this particular franchise within the MCU as a whole. So definitely go check that one out in theaters. All right, at number two for series coming up in May is Ted Lasso because not everyone is expecting a fourth season. They always planned it for three seasons. They treated the last episode of this season as though it was the last of the series. So that might be a very big deal. And definitely, you know, last week, the series really picked up as AFC Richmond, Ted Lasso's team, he coaches, sort of hit rock bottom when Zava left. 
So seeing them this time around uh, on their comeback and Ted Lasso having given one of his classic vintage inspiring feel good Ted Lasso speeches is going to be awesome to watch. I will give here a prediction for the final episode and I have a feeling maybe that Ted and Rebecca could end up together, which would be pretty amazing considering how they started out with Rebecca not liking Ted at all and her being his boss. And I also think that Nate, Nate is showing some signs of being good again and very well may end up coaching AFC Richmond if Ted Lasso ends up leaving, which I think could happen. Regardless, it's great characters. you got Roy Kent working with Jamie Tart now. I mean, everything is just coming full circle of people really overcoming their demons and evolving into their best selves. And that's an inspiring lesson all of us can take, which Ted Lasso has many inspiring lessons we can all take. So I think that that's going to be awesome to watch as well. Um, it's going to be an incredible series finale and or season finale, maybe series finale. That's what's been said so far. So definitely keep your eye out for that. And that finale will be coming out in May as well. For the number one movie or TV episode to watch. That is the Succession season finale. After Succession, and spoiler here, shockingly killed off Logan Roy in episode three. They followed up episode four with the lake at Logan's sort of showing how messed up the world is around someone like that, how the vultures just come out as soon as they pass away and everyone trying to jostle for position now that he's gone. And then there was a piece of paper with Kendall's name on it as CEO. Lots of people debated, was it underlined? Was it crossed out? It looks to me like it was underlined because it starts out underlining. I think that's where you got to go. And he also wrote Kendall's name on there. So that's pretty amazing that Logan might've really wanted Kendall all along and what was amazing was that the episode ended with Kendall smiling and I'm going to get to this smile by going back a little bit because at the end of season two when Kendall finally turned on Logan once again but after a season where he really sucked up to Logan even performing his iconic rap song L to the OG as a tribute to Logan uh, it was finally Kendall's turn to turn on his father and share that his father had signed off on all of the sexual assault NDAs that people signed and to cover it up with cruises at Waystar Royco and Logan smiled at the end because he said to Kendall that he didn't think he could be CEO because he wasn't a killer and I think that smile was that even though he hated it, Logan was a little bit happy to see Kendall have that edge because to be in someone like Logan's position, who boy, just isn't a very good guy overall, uh, I guess you do have to be that kind of killer. And it's really interesting to see Kendall, who at times has been likable, really gain power in this episode as he is picked as CEO and him and Roman end up taking over as CEO and leaving Shiv out, uh, which actually makes her more likable. And who knows what she could do at the end of the series, because she is arguably the smartest sibling, even if she's not most experienced in the world of business. So that's going to be really interesting to watch as well. But at the end of episode four, uh, Hugo and Carolina tell Roman and Kendall that as they're appointed to CEO, they could track Logan in a press release saying that Kendall and Roman have been making the decisions and Roman is shocked at the idea he doesn't want to disgrace his father when his father's passed away 
And Kendall then blackmails Hugo, who needed something from Kendall, having tipped off his daughter about Logan, and then she did insider trading and asking Kendall not to tell anyone. Then Kendall goes to Hugo and blackmails him. that He's got to do this without anyone's approval and trash their dad and say it's what the dad would want. It's what Logan would want to get the company back in good standing. So the episode ends with Kendall doing a smile that was very similar to the smile that Logan did at the end of season two. And wow, this is setting things up for the finale, because at this point, technically, Kendall and Roman have succeeded Logan and like you could end the show. But obviously, there's six episodes to go. More is going to happen. The deal with Matson is going on and he looks like he wants to play hardball. Shiv is still in the picture and uh, everyone else is still jostling for position as well. And we know on succession that when Kendall gets too drunk with power, good things tend to not Happen. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think Kendall will have a big fall, but ultimately, I think that after by episode seven, maybe we think there's no way that Kendall Roy could take over. I think we're being set up that the series may end with Kendall Roy in charge. But Shiv is a definite dark horse. I don't see it being Roman, but Shiv getting completely left out in the way that she did is going to be something to watch for sure. But I think ultimately it might be Kendall. Regardless, Succession is one of the best shows ever made. And the season finale is going to be something that you definitely want to watch. All right. Those are our two half dozen lists for the dozen episode of Sky High Sports and Entertainment. Thank you for listening to episode 12. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to support, please make sure that you're downloading all episodes as well. That really helps. A five-star rating and a review are always greatly appreciated. And please always feel free to reach out to me on any of my socials for any questions that you want answered, comments you have. And that's at Skylar Treple on Instagram, at Skylar Treple 824 on Twitter, Skylar Treple on Facebook and Skylar Treple on LinkedIn. So feel free to reach out anytime. And thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to episode 12 of Sky High Sports and Entertainment.